shining a beacon on the bazaar. His binoculars, let me have a go. Oh, it's ridiculous! <laughs> oh, he's been blocking the entirety of Kraken oh, Cove Harbour now for like what? Three days? He's got to be. It'd be funny if we were getting his food stuff, but we're getting nothing, man. <laughs> I still can't help laughing at him. Look at him! It's your vessels, all the ships that are queued up to sort of get past. It must be a couple of mile long queue, mate. That is ridiculous. I want one mind though, it's like a few hundred metres wide, is this? His boat's only 16 foot. <laughs> I don't know how he's managed to block it just at that space. He can't get by. You can hear him jumping. Listen to him. Listen. Vile, foul language. Right, potty mouth on him. His old robot. Oh well, we've still got the seaweed bear left, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we've got seaweed bear. Been doing that, you know. What I mean, we've got um, got a uh, gull's eggs. Yeah, on yeah. Been doing a bit of that. Yeah, that massive sack of pork scratching still. So we're all right there. We're what, what, what oh, nothing, just a gull's egg. Gull's eggs, gull's eggs, nothing. <laughs> oh, no, no, you can't find them. They're not actually, they're not pox scratchings. Mm. Oh, oh, no, it's Robo Pete accidentally brought line a special shipment of Grandma's toenails. You've been munching on them, I'm quiet. Oh, why is the sax falls of them? I don't know, you know what he's like. <laughs> It brings all sorts of weird stuff thinking about. Well, I'm still eating them. I'm just pretending. Well, they've worked out what the uh, what the costs are now. You know the astronomical costs that the shipping lanes of Kraken Cove have been blocked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eighty-seven quid. Oh Jesus! Where are we going to pull that back from? It's oh, ridiculous. It's going to take years to it recoup is. this. It could cripple the economy in the Cove. <laughs> <laughs> because this is Kraken Cove, the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. And I'm Matt. And I'm Benny. And we're here to tell you some wonderful stories. Ooh. Strangeness, high oddness, bizarreness. <laughs> 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 so what we're going to do now, we're going to get cracking soon uh, and uh, tell you a few tales. So off we go. Lovely. So the elephant in the room, really, uh, is the cargo vessel, which has hmm. been trapped in the Suez Canal. I just don't really understand how that's happened, and they haven't fixed it that that fast. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I, I suppose it's the size of it, isn't it, really? That's hmm. what's, what's mental about it, but how it's happened and how nobody's seen it coming at some point or another, you yeah. know, the potential for this, you know, that's what gets me. But obviously we now know it has been free. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think it's too much... Not to have a little bit of a deep dive into what's been going on here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what I like as well though is that it's the ships that said, right, we're going round, going round the Cape of Good Heart. Is it Cape of Good Heart? Uh, well, well, yeah, they're actually saying we're going to have to go out the coast of Africa. They're thinking, yeah. right, we're going to have to do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so they're off somewhere. You know what I mean? It's yeah. freed, but they're on that journey. I don't know if they're going to pull back at it or. Well, the thing is, they are actually. That's the one. I think they'll turn back. Yeah, I yeah. think they'll turn back. Yeah, because the issue they have is going around like Africa and coming up that coast is piracy. <laughs> oh, Massive hassle, and yeah. they're not ready for pirates. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're all they're not sold up. They're not sold up for it at all. You know what I mean? So it's like you know that just that's just a sort of 
the hassle, you know what I mean? Mm. So for people who don't really know what's been going on at the moment, it's there's a ship called the Ever Given, it's the ship's right. name, right? And it's by, owned by a company called Evergreen. And um, and it's it's four hundred meters long. Is this What's ship? that? What it is? Four hundred. I can't even get it in perspective. Four hundred meters. Four hundred meters. Well, they say it's like it's like four four professional football pitches. Wow. But even then, I can't get me head around that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? It's like I don't see. I, you know, it's not yeah. like I'm, I got a football an awful lot, right? But the weight of this thing is two hundred thousand tons, <laughs> which is Bloody fucking hell. ridiculous, isn't wow. it? Wow. But again, as we were actually saying like last week about things about shipping and things like this, it's it's, it's our demand from for things from China and yeah. shit. You know, that's what's boosting these sort of imports mm-hmm. uh, and and resulting in ships of this insane size. Mm-hmm. And of course, then it's with massive massive cargoes comes massive problems. You mm-hmm. know, so that's that's the issue. But you know, let's have a little bit of a <coughs> more sort of a, a different angled look at what's been going on <laughs> here. You know. And the first thing that really grabbed me, and I think he might have grabbed you at some point, or you've been watching the news, is um, the headline here from Vice magazine, and uh, uh, by Matthew Champion. <laughs> what a name! That's cool. Yeah, we and it's cargo ship drew a giant dick pic in the ocean, <laughs> and then got stuck in the Suez Canal. Now, did you know you about this? No, I did not. Right. Please tell me they were doing that. <clears throat> so basically, as I said before, it's like we're using <laughs> loads, of, loads of diggers and things to try and get them out, right? But these fuckers, right, in this ship, have been tooling around in the sea, right, playing a holding pan, sort of thinking, right, we we'll have to wait for our turn to go through the, the, yeah, the, the canal, right? But then there's, a, there's, a, um, there's tracking data from vesselfinder.com and myshiptracking.com websites <laughs> clearly show what resembles they've been drawing a giant dick pic in the oh, ocean. Oh, that is so good. Do you, want, do you want to see so, it? Oh, my God, with pictures of it. <laughs> that's that's the dick pic they've been drawing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely balls on it. Yeah, really good well, balls. I the other two circles are a massive arse cheek. <laughs> I wonder what nationality they've got to be British. Aren't they? I wonder where they're from. Well, we've got well, I've got some information about who who's what in this all. All anyway, you know. <laughs> but this is. But what gets me is right. Think of the turning circle, a two hundred thousand sort of like ton vessel, which yeah. is four hundred meters long. How wow. long must it have taken to draw the dick? I can't say. Like? That's dedication, isn't it? That's and proper dedication. And what's the mindset of those clowns on board? <laughs> just giggling, just, just doing giggling. it for hours. It must take hours it, to do it that. Must, it made, maybe even take days. <laughs> And they're just giggling non-stop. So, so surely what they should have been doing with the fuel reserves they've got, they should have been sitting still, yeah, doing yeah. fuck off. Yeah. No. These guys have been basically doing donuts in Flippy City. Oh, let's do a big arse. <laughs> oh, we still got a bit of fuel left. What should we do? A massive arse, please. And still all giggling for hours while they're doing this. I haven't heard that. It's fantastic. Is that true? Oh, it true. is true. That picture's yeah. there, isn't it? That's it. They've got the tracking data. It has been discovered. Because I thought it was just like a a tabloid headline and yeah, thought, oh, yeah. mate, can't be true this so I've done a bit of research and it <laughs> has been confirmed it is true oh I love humanity sometimes it's the worst than the best well you think this guy's been doing this arsing around there doing that and next thing you know he's had to go at Suez Canal and he's he, he, he's fucked up aren't he? yeah you know doing I mean? something I wonder what else you were going to draw in Suez Canal you know what <laughs> I mean? maybe, maybe that was a squirt with the canal yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the only thing left in it. It, it. it shows the man, his eyes not on the ball, is it? <laughs> oh, literally on the balls. <laughs> his eyes on the balls. So it shows he's, he's a distracted man. He's obviously a bit bored. He's he's done this. I just think this is what's happened. He hasn't. It isn't been like a, win, a sandstorm like they claim, don't they? Uh, that's why it's something to do with side winds yeah. or something. So the side winds said they were pushing him across a bit. And, nah. You can't, you just got to say, you need gale force, don't you? Like a hurricane to you know, get one of them the wrong way around. That's the thing, that's the thing. That's and bizarre. It's, it's, so he's, I think he's just been dicking around, leaving somebody else on board, and they've been just fanning around with steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you think, because I suppose when you go off, off course with that a little bit, yeah, you, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, trying to write yourself, the panic at that thing, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, somebody did say, though, it's like in the next ship through the Suez Canal, Imagine the temptation just to do it again. Or your nervousness of doing it, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? You'd be trembling, wouldn't you? Yeah, the, 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 that's it. The, the temptation to just accidentally. Just, <laughs> you would do not you? Yeah. I fuck up and do it. If I think too much, I just think fuck up exactly, straight yeah, away. It's like, it's like if you think about walking, really. Yeah, really hard, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. You're not going all weird and that, don't you? <laughs> Because I don't, I don't dare think about driving. Oh man, no, yeah, you're right. Because you start yeah. thinking about driving yeah. too much and the pedals and what everything does, you just go on bases. <laughs> yeah, you just got to let it flow, aren't you? End up on roundabout. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Everything didn't they, to ship this shit. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I looked at what how they've done it, how they've saved it, and even now wedged it. What to be honest with you? Well, it, would re it was really, really wedged and been using like all massive diggers, but they're just like little toy ants fanning around with it. Right? Okay. And they've tried all sorts of stuff because again, it was stuck on a sandbank or yeah. in the mud, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that is, it's how deeply embedded it is. It's not like you can just dig away at it. And another thing which is a bit of a weird one with the Suez Canal, it's tidal. All oh, right. So yeah. the tides come in and out on yeah. it. So they rely. They really were relying when they did eventually release it. They were relying on a high tide. Yeah. High tide comes to give it an extra shove, and the next thing it's, it's afloat <laughs> once more. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. But um, they're even thinking at one point they're going to have to just unload it onto another ship or something like that to get the weight. Yeah, yeah. Decrease the weight. But somebody else, another person, stepped forward saying that they could release the ship. Yeah. And this is uh, from John Ward of the Star. Mm. I'm not a big fan of the day. I'm not. They kind of have a bit of fun at times, you know. Fair play to them. Yuri Geller. To use mind power at exactly 11.11 to shift the Suez Canal ship. Oh, he gets on my fucking teeth. He's annoying, annoying. He's really annoying. Well, this is the exclusive, right? And he says that Yuri Geller needs you to use the power of your mind to try and get the monster ship ever given finally shifted from the Egypt's Suez Canal. <laughs> so, he says, he's got a decent track record with cutlery. <laughs> now Yuri Geller wants you to help him free the ship wedged in the Suez Canal. The Spoonbender reckons David <laughs> Star Readers can dislodge the stricken ship blocking the Suez Canal by using their minds. Now, how do you think he's intending to 
shift the ship. Well, well that's the thing. <clears throat> I've heard him before doing that. If everybody thinks at the same time positively yeah. or some, and imagines it or something, yeah. I, I'll gamble it's going to be something like that because he's yeah. said stuff like before. Well, the veteran psychic has called for people to help him bend the 200,000 oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone back to his stable, hasn't he? Let's bend it. Yeah, let's just fucking bend it. What are we going to do? Just sort of like rub, rub his thumb on one side. <laughs> exactly. Like that. So... He says he wants everyone to visualise the ship moving at 11.11am and 11.11pm mm. on Saturday, right? Well, bend it one way and then at 11 it bends back to bend normal. Bend it back to normal, sort of <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> so the 74-year-old said, We can do this with mind power energy. It is possible to move the ship. Let's go for this. Oh, he's creepy. He's super creepy. And he says, billions of dollars are lost every day from other ships trying to cross. We are going to believe in ourselves. We will try this. I believe in your powers. We are going to try moving with our minds. <laughs> and <laughs> this man, no, now look at that sentence, right? That sentence says, they said, we are going to believe in ourselves. We will try this. I believe in your powers. Basically, he's not saying he believes in everybody's powers. He yeah. believes in his power yeah. over these small yeah. minds, <laughs> yeah. you know, to believe in him. Because he's just he, he's just a one-man sort of like a, a self-publicist. Yeah, yeah. And he's he does done, it amazingly Yeah, well. that's one thing he does do well. Yeah. He can hop on any problem. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at the times, he's on about 11-11, right? Yeah. And then 11-11. You to check out the tide times. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. Times. Mm. Coincidence? Yeah, no. dink I think not, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. but as it happens, perhaps not enough people did <laughs> think about it at eleven because it didn't shift on Saturday, did it? Exactly. You know? I what day did it shift? Was it Monday? It could have been, yeah, I'm not too sure yeah. actually. I haven't yeah, been reading it. It wasn't Saturday, let's face it, you know yeah. what I mean? But but so I don't think he can claim it as his own. I've oh, he will do, won't he? Yeah. I've not actually looked into whether he has done or not. You yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's something I need to have I a bit of a look at. You know. me, yeah. So, as it says here, the Ever Given, the length of four football pitches, has caused a huge jam that's gone on the vital water link, right? And uh, But shipping companies may have to reroute vessels around East Africa, raising security fears over attacks by pirates. God. So, this is, this is clear and present day. Yeah, this is something yeah. people are terrified of, right? So, meanwhile, Geller, who says his powers have been verified by the CIA, has formed for moving objects with his mind. So, they reckon there's evidence for this. One of which was, he claimed he caused Gary McAllister to miss a crucial penalty in England's victory over Scotland in Euro 96. <laughs> the Israeli paranormalist said he used the power of psychokinesis to move the ball. And slow motion replays appear to show that the ball did indeed roll a bit to McAllister's right, just as he shaped up to strike it. Well, he's seen it on telly or watching match, and think, "Well, take credit for that." Nicely. That's it. And, <laughs> and also, if he'd, if he'd said it beforehand, if he said he was going to actually yeah. roll the ball, then yeah. that's one thing. But there's a world of difference between a football <laughs> and a 200,000 ton ship. Because what has he actually done except for Ben Spoons? I can't think of anything that he's done. Well, apparently he was actually um, sort of, I don't know, I think the CIA did test him out. I think they yeah. did sort of think to himself, can he do remote viewing? Can he do all this sort of stuff? Can I think 
I want to see the report. I, I don't, you know. That's it. I'd say, yep, spoons, brilliant. You can oh, do yeah, it. but the, the good thing about the CIA investigating you is the fact that you can turn around and say, well, yes, they did, but you know that he's confidential now. That mm. fact. So it's bullshit, really. Exactly. He's not, he's not, he's not, they used he's, to stare at goats. You yeah, know, I mean, they've done it. all that sort of stuff, haven't they? Well, they do think that some of that worked. I do. Yeah, I do yeah, believe yeah. in that stuff. I really do. But yeah. I don't think Yuri can do it. Yeah. <laughs> he claims he's from another planet. You know. Does he? Right back at the beginning when he first came, he said he was an alien from another planet For and then it, it just didn't work you know when you're trying stuff out like yeah. say we're just doing that self-publicizing uh, and then he just, he just backtracked he doesn't ever want to talk about that again he just he, just he still scra- believes it though don't know he just scrapped the idea he just won't talk yeah. about it you know what i mean you like he just he thinks oh shit that would be embarrassing that didn't work and just well that, that happened it. with what's his name as well didn't it um oh what's he called Block who believes in reptiles and lizards. And oh, David Ike. Oh, David Ike. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what that's what David Ike did to start with. Yeah. He said he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, that was his thing, and that's he turned up in a turquoise tracksuit, yeah. reckoning he was Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he kind of glossed over that now. Yeah. Going, oh no, like, oh, I didn't really say that, and of course he's made a career out of this lunacy. God, I tell you what, just listening to him, he's so intensely horrible. Is that man? It makes me feel. Yeah, he's, he's, he's absolutely poison. Yeah, he's he is. Poison. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like people like him. Don't listen to people like that. Don't don't go on any of David Icke's websites mm. and stuff. This is where he's a poorly man. Yeah, he's a poorly man. Well, you know, I think he was a poorly man. Yeah, I think he isn't now. Like, uh, I, I he's got the he's, coin and thought this is. Yeah, this is this, this people who make a very lucrative career yeah. out of contrarianism. Yeah. Sort of like they'll turn around and say, "Oh, you know, the conventional thought is this sort of thing." You go, "Well, well, it's not. It's this." Because mm. there's always going to be some dingus yeah. who wants to tap in it and go, "Yeah, well, I like that." Yeah. Because it's like even like around places like Hebden Bridge and yeah. stuff like this, right? Lovely people all around there. You know, I mean, they're all a bit alternative lifestyley, and everything's good, and nice. Then you know, they're all a bit crystal healing. Yeah. But now with the pandemic pandemic here they're all turning around and saying oh um, masks don't work this is a government conspiracy uh-huh. they've all gone to the dark yeah, side yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and started going a bit bit weird because they just want an alternative answer to everything when yeah, the yeah. answer really is in, in get a jab yeah. wear a mask get a jab yeah. you know that's what they need to do yeah, so yeah ignore Yuri Giller because he's <laughs> an absolute <laughs> fake <laughs> a phony <laughs> he's a phony <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the knock-on effect of all this thing going on with the ship, right, mm-hmm. is um, huge shortage of essentials, isn't there? You know, I mean, this thing's not. Is it, I don't know. Yeah, I know massive. bits and pieces, but I don't know the, the rest of the tale. To be honest with you, well, we've got a, we've got a headline here from the Sunday Sports. Oh, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> So the stuck sewers ship sparks sex ass shortage. <laughs> <laughs> Is it back again? Your friend of mine, oh. the sex ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that it goes on to say Panic buying reported as more than a million lust bums stranded in stricken freighter, right? <laughs> So this is by Brad Chadwick for the paper, <laughs> for the quote-unquote paper. Yeah, yeah. So panic was growing last night after it emerged that the entire UK and European supply of sex arses <laughs> is stranded on a ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Sex arse websites <laughs> worldwide crashed as fans scrambled to get their hands 
of the last of the synthetic rectums on the other <laughs> <market>. <laughs> Scramble. Scramble. Quick, 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 panic buying. The million sex arses from China aboard the Panama registered Evergreen constitute the supply of the devices for the UK and Europe for the next three months. <laughs> How many sex arses <laughs> are we getting through? It's a business level. This is ridiculous. So they're saying that oil prices have rocketed when it emerged that the sewers was blocked and now sex arse prices are heading the skyward too. <laughs> <laughs> so what are people going to do without the sex arses? You know what I mean? <laughs> so... <laughs> One sex-arsed analyst said, <laughs> "This just goes to show that the EU and the newly independent UK need to work on their sex-arse security." <laughs> At present, almost ninety percent of sex arses come from China, <laughs> which makes supply very vulnerable to incidents like this. <laughs> it's a this is a wake-up call to Britain and the EU to look closely at the the latex bump production capacity. <laughs> oh, it's insane. It feels like I'm in a dream. It really does some days. <laughs> this is it. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? So, like, I mean, but then again, it is the, that is a, that is a headline from the Daily wow. Spot. But where would you store your sex arts? You know, like after you kind of after you've done your business, you know, that kind of bit of guilt afterwards. After you, you bummed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just thinking, oh, what am I doing? What, what, yeah, what, you know, I think that all the you time. You got a special box like for it or something? What do you yeah, do with your yeah. sex arts? I don't know where you start take it out into the garden, pressure wash it, <laughs> <laughs> put it back in a bowling ball bag or something. You know, yeah. what I mean? And the thing is, if you've got a secret sex arts tucked away somewhere, yeah. you're, you know, your wife finds it. <laughs> oh. What's, what, what's, What's this? It's a place where I, I park my bike. Up. It's, a, it's a bike park thing. <laughs> well, what's it doing in this bag? Why does it smell of jizz? <laughs> and so I'm demanding. I only need to see a sex ass right away, please. I want to see what a sex ass. Do you want to see what a sex yes, looks like? Right. Okay. Let's look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. That's basically what it is. That is the most unsexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just not sexy, is it? It's weird. It's just an ass. Basically, you know, we'll, we'll stick this up on our uh, on our social medias. It doesn't really. It's just a big pink blob, isn't it? It's just a big mean? pink ass. God, this is weird. <laughs> but you know, this is. How would you do? You, do you, do you put it on the table? <laughs> yeah, no. Or, or do you just sort of lay in bed and get on? Wobbling about, that is just odd, isn't it? If if any of you readers, if any of you listeners out there have ever um, made sweet, sweet love to a sex arse, (laughs) um, would you contact us at the Cove and tell us what it's like? Yes, please. Or if there's any sex arse manufacturers out there, (laughs) want to send us a sex arse, uh, Benny will fuck it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And give it a review. (laughs) Give it a review. A live feed, bit of zoom. <laughs> Here we are, me watching you, you yeah. fuck a sex ass. Go on, Aki. <laughs> Smacking your ass as yeah. it's going. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. I'm getting geeky. I'm weary for the springtime when we take the road once more. For the planting and the purling and the berry fields of blur. We'll meet up with our kinfolk. All the world around when the gang of bird folk take the road and yellows on the broom. When yellows on the broom, when yellows on the broom, and I'll get you on the road again. When yellows on the broom. 
the thing is there, you know, obviously we're having a bit of a laugh, Sunday sport, all that sort hmm. of stuff. Obviously bullshit headline, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But from the Metro uh-huh. and from several others, frustration a ship laden with sex toys gets blocked from entering passage. Oh <laughs> god. It's Jesus. true. What? How many containers are on those things then? So it's like one of them, or has it got loads of sex well, toys on it. it? A pleasure boat laden with sex toys has been blocked from entering the Suez Canal, causing widespread frustration from customers worldwide. God. Right? The ship carrying around 20 containers Jesus. full of dildos, vibrators, <laughs> and, here we go, Male masturbators, aka sex asses, (laughs) (laughs) is stuck in the ongoing impasse with no climax in sight. They've been having fun with this, haven't they? They've been having fun with this. (laughs) It's one of around 230 ships waiting in a traffic jam in the Red Sea while efforts to free up the passage continue. Uh. Oh dear. Crowbar, I mean. Yeah. So it's the Dutch company EDC Retail, who runs the biggest online sex toys shop in the Netherlands and Belgium, predict they are losing millions because they are unable to replenish their stocks, which were snapped up during lockdown right. and Valentine's Day. This makes kind of sense, doesn't it, in a way? You know what I mean? If you think about it, everybody just stuck at home. You just can't get out, can't get laid. It's like, it really into masturbation. I know, just people just wanking themselves daft. I'm so bothered, just like chimps. They're all just raiding the fridge and wanking themselves daft. <laughs> <laughs> so bosses are now charging ahead in an attempt to find a solution, while the major shipping route remains off limits due to huge container ships straddling both sides of the canal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just loving it, are they? You know what I mean? It's fear that even when the blockage is removed, it may take weeks for the natural rhythm of global shipping to be restored. <laughs> Everteen Megaman, the CEO of the rapidly growing business, told Dutch news website RTV Nord. Uh, there are more than 20 containers full of well-running items, such as vibrators, dildos, and male masturbators. A lot of these products... I've gone all sorts of... It's your career! You were doing it so well! <laughs> it could be just went off, wasn't it? I, I'll have to try and bring it back. If, yeah. if not, if not, I'm just going to go full shot. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these products were sold... <laughs> <laughs> you were more Scottish than you then! There is now a lot of extra lot on. There is now an extra lot on the way to restore the stocks, <laughs> but that is now impossible. It's annoying that such a hitch will continue for a long time before the rhythm of the transport chain is restored. <laughs> <laughs> so this is causing bother all round now. So it's like you know this is getting worse and worse. So, but they're saying it's not the it's not the first time that EDC retail has lost its buzz recently. Uh, oh god! Because they said that even the, just making of all the dildos stopped in China due to COVID. Fucking hell! <laughs> What's going on? How many dildos do people need? So the thing is now, you see, the good thing about it is they've got the ship unstuck. Yeah. Everything's sorted now. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they can just put it behind them, can't yeah. they? But in a weird way, they can't. Because only about a few hours after they managed to get the ship free. Yeah. This is a headline from the uh, from the Taiwan News, right? And this is one of the headliners here, Keone Everington, right? Taiwan Evergreen Truck Jackknifes 
and jams traffic in China. Now look at this little picture from the Taiwan News. Whoa. So it's the Evergreen. same yeah. them again. They've jacked and they've managed to sort of get things sorted. But a massive jackknife has now blocked someone's stopping it yeah, happen. That's it. So it's like it, it, it's just they said before it says on Saturday 27th of March a traffic camera footage surfaced of a truck carrying a bright green evergreen container involved in an accident on a busy, busy expressway in China's Yangtze province causing a long line of vehicles to be jam packed behind it as can be seen from the timestamp the photo was taken at 9.55 right but what they're saying is now that obviously it's quite an embarrassment for China you know think, oh, it's yeah. the Chinese government they're shipping stuff from China you know it, it, what, what a fuck up yeah. right but but, oh, it's, sorry, it's Japanese, not Chinese. It's right. Japanese charters. So, what they say here, this, which I found, this was the thing I found more interesting than the actual traffic jam. Yeah. Although Evergreen is the charter, the owner and shipbuilder uh, are Japanese. The captain crew are Indian. The pilots are Egyptian. The operator is German. The insurer is British. The cargo was made in China. The salvers are Dutch. The ship is Panamanian, <laughs> and the classification society is American. Wow, that's weird. Well, wh what a lot of this stuff is for, the reason they do a lot of this stuff is for, like, tax and basically hiding shit. Yeah. This is the reason they split all these sort of stuff up. And as well, you see, it's, it's not like you can have one person can build a ship like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such an insane yeah. sort of, like... Uh, I mean, it's... Well, it's such an insane endeavour. Yeah. You know, you have to sort of think. Well, it, it has to be a group of different people investing because I don't know how much that shit would have cost oh, to make. Just, I bet it's an unbelievable amount. And at what point do you get your money back on that? When do you think, oh, it's paid for itself? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's not like you know you, you've got your sort of like Kia, Kia Sportage, <laughs> which you managed to pay off over two years. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I mean, this is something that must just take forever yeah it must be tens of millions of pounds it must be more oh no for, for a ship like that it will, little ships can be tens of millions <sighs> of pounds this would be probably in fact should we have a little look up yeah I do because yeah. I, I bet it's a figure we can't even guess <laughs> Right, so I managed to look that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right, so uh, I've managed to do a little bit of research there. So let's have a quick. Did you did you see the uh, look at how much it was? No. No. Right, go on, have a guess then. Seventy-five million pound. It's the ship cost eight billion. <laughs> eight billion pounds. Eight billion. Well, eight billion dollars. Oh, well, it don't matter, does it? Yeah. Jesus. So, ever, so that's it. So the the ever given, the evergreen container wow. ship is eight billion dollars. God. And the thing is, where do you make it? Yeah, yeah. Where's so big enough huge. to make something like that? You can't imagine it, can you? You have to make it on the sea. You couldn't put it in the sea. You'd have to like build it in the sea or something. I don't imagine so. This is just mind boggling. It is, it's isn't just it? too big. How big is a crew? And that's a fucking random one. Do you know? I don't know. Let's look that up as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've looked that up as well now, and it's... Um, well, I'm going to have a little guess. You know, I'm going to say 100, but I'm not. I'm going to say 24 people, so I'm really sillyly small. 25? <gasps> it's it's yeah, it just, I just thought the size of it, I bet it's just ridiculous how little people are. It's I think, 25? I, yeah, well, how long does it take you to walk across it? Well, that's, I, mean, I think once you've got it loaded up, I don't think there's any reason to go to sort of one other end of the ship. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you're all in the little sort of cabins and stuff. Yeah. And I don't think you'd probably... 
I don't think there's an awful lot to do. Yeah. I think yeah. there's probably you have to have like engineers and stuff on board ready and do things if yeah, it, 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 needs you know, it. it needs it. But yeah. the reality is, uh, you know, I don't think you'd probably need to go to anywhere else. I mean, to be honest, I, I think I'd quite like to write an apocalyptic story yeah. of people on a container ship and these like a zombie apocalypse everywhere else. Yeah. The crew are on the ship and all they have to do is sort of kind of get it in one area and then they have to go through all the containers finding what they've got. Oh, that's <laughs> really good, isn't it? Yeah. Just like you think, oh, there's some soil there, there's some grass. Yeah, yeah, that's and you can start growing things in yeah, that. Yeah. Chinese seeds that have been shipping across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're making triffids and the triffids turn on them on the ship. <laughs> they eat the zombies. <laughs> so yeah, so that's it. So we've got a bit of information about the ship now. It has wow. is, is been released, but the, the crew do face jail or they face uh-huh. arrest now because of the cockpit I think because I think because of all of it I think because the cockpit I think they must have realised these are a bunch of jokers yeah here. they shouldn't do jail time though. that's disgusting you oh, know what I mean know. it should be fine if, 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 the, if the, it's been proved negligent that they've um, that they've sort of like been blocked and created this blockage yeah. then then yeah I think they should because if, you, if you've just been arsing around on the job it's massive responsibility well it is but a bit of jail you know what I mean well can you imagine if, it, if they just am, if forgot to put handbrake on they sort of like cra- <laughs> crashed it into a town yeah. how long would it take to finish yeah. can you imagine if they just went full tilt oh my god that's really at, at Bridlington Harbour oh. crack and, oh. crack and oh. come out. it would wouldn't it It'd take us down Jesus wow because um, I've seen that um, there's a place in India where they the, the, uh, wreck these things, as in this, or, oh, break, right. or break them, they call it, yeah. where they take it apart. Because how do you take something like that apart? Slowly. So, <laughs> so, what they do is they just basically get on board the ship, point it at this big desolate beach, wow. and just go full tilt at the beach Great. and get it as far up the beach as possible. And then when the tide comes out, yeah. you just see all of these little Indian guys running towards it with blowtorches and wow. sort of mallets. They all just start hacking away at this oh. thing, taking lumps off. And medieval, it's, isn't oh, it? Honestly, if you Google some of the pictures and stuff like that, it is medieval. Yeah, it's insane, yeah. you know what I mean? But I mean, it's it's one of the bleak truths of what happens with our. Mm. You're making these massive ships and somebody has to get rid of them. God, it's an insane world, isn't it? It's Billy Bonk Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Talk about sex arses, right? <laughs> I could say I'm just dildos and massive balls and stuff. Yeah, right? it's spinny again. It, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, as well, if you're going to sort of like, um, you know, you're going to have a sex ass, do, do you want a generic sex ass? Mm. Or do you want a, a sex ass that might be just special for you? Oh, God. <laughs> because there's a new thing that they're going to be doing, right? <laughs> they're going to, you know, the sex dolls and things like this. Yeah, yeah. You can now clone a dead partner. As oh. a sex doll. Oh, and no, think creepy even, bastards. And they're thinking now that we can even get into the point where sex dolls can walk. Oh. Why so would you'll you walk be in your <laughs> house. <laughs> they just fuck off, won't they? He just walks out. No, no, no. <laughs> Derek's outside. Jesus. <laughs> Hi, Derek. <laughs> That's all he looks like. I thought Tina died six years ago. <laughs> yeah. I am sex Tina. Oh, God. Because <laughs> that's the other thing that they're saying. The, the, Building AI for these machines Jeez. so that they'll have a conversation with you as well. Oh, oh. Why would you want a conversation with it? Shall we have a little look into this? Though? Yeah. So yeah. So what we're saying, the headline here is from uh, is from the Star. Hmm. It's quite a detailed one. I have looked at other sources. Yeah, and this, yeah, you know, exactly. it does work. You know. So they're saying that there's a company called Luxbotics uh, Artists 
so mm. actually artists are using to create these things right, right. you know because yeah. it's it, it's such fine work um Luxbotics artists would use sophisticated modeling to create a mold and place a skeleton inside it. They are also hoping to create sex robots that truly walk on their own in the near future. <laughs> and they're offering clones that can replace dead partners using groundbreaking 3D modeling. So the manufacturer says it produces ultra realistic humanoids and advertises a flag flagship model called Stephanie. Now she comes with speech control, facial recognition function, and artificial intelligence capabilities. Whoa. So you, it'll be able to talk to you, look at your face, and understand what you're thinking. You know, as in sort of like your your facial expressions, oh. be happy or sad, <sighs> uh, and then start nagging you. Um, <laughs> have you have you painted the fence yet? <laughs> what about the broken light bulb in the cellar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off, team. <laughs> it sounds a bit reminiscent of yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's all stuff I ain't done yet. However, customers who want a more familiar companion, so rather than going for Stephanie, yeah. uh, are able to recreate loved ones. So initially, a 3D model would be created using sophisticated modelling before being printed out in a very fine resolution, so <laughs> using a 3D printer. So then they'll collect photos of the individual, but the end product would not be as realistic. So a mold would be constructed from the 3D model, and that's when they put a plastic, a robotic skeleton inside. <laughs> what is going on? And the robot would be painted and filled with lips, nails, eyebrows, and all other required features. So the artist expected to charge $5,000 to $10,000 for one model. While the printing would cost three thousand to five thousand, and the mold would set customers back an additional five thousand model, uh, five thousand dollars. So you're talking; it's going to become about twenty or twenty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Just a shag. <laughs> Somebody you've already shagged. Yeah. Who's dead? Oh God! Is there a market? I just don't get it. It says um, Luxbotics co-founder Bjorn told the Daily Star, "We can make robots that talk, but we have not made robots that truly walk on their own yet." We hope to develop this in the near future, and we can make a large number of body parts that can move in a realistic manner. We have not so far made any body doubles, but we do offer this choice for customers. So can you imagine that? I can't, it's really haunting, isn't it? You yeah. know, they're making you know, dead parts, that must be really, really sick thing to do is that. Well, what's happening is people are actually going for the grieving partners who've lost loved ones to coronavirus are buying sex dolls to help ease the pain. Mm, what? I mean, this is just too weird. It is, isn't it? Why would that help you? You need to grieve and like, get you, like, your memories right and not just get it out of cupboard and shag it all the time. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a lot, a lot of these people, what they're doing, they're not keeping it in the cupboard. There's a whole group of people who aren't, they, they are including these dolls in their everyday life. Oh, in they're car, going to Asda and yes. stuff. You wait in case, in car, yeah. Steph. I'll just crack window a bit, because I don't want yeah. you to suffocate melting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got all floppy and warm. Oh, talking to it, and it's like yeah. psycho, isn't it? You know well, that's mean? what it is. It, I, I've seen um, photos of like meetings where these guys all get together, and these men, let's face it, he's not men. You know, yeah, sort yeah. of like you've got this sort of like right nice woman there, sort yeah, of like dragging yeah. along this sort of thing. You know, Stephen the big, big dick weirdo. I don't know what the model names are, but he's invariably sort of like sad-looking, lonely men 
with these sort of six foot tall torpedo titted blonde bimbo oh, sort of thing or, or, or just like basically like sex workers God. and they go oh yeah I love this it's my tea you know it's my, my model and no. It's, oh, it's, just it's weird, isn't it? It's so very, dark. very creepy. Very creepy. And we have covered it before, haven't we? Remember one guy having like rows with his thing, yeah, you know? yeah. And it, it just goes, it it's just not right for your head, is it? And yeah. plus, it's just you know that bit of making it such an object of female. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just so creepy. Well, here's, here's a bit of a further weird one: is suppliers, silicone lovers, witnessed an explosion in demand after the introduction of lockdown across the world, right? And they received some bizarre requests. <laughs> Here we go. With certain customers demanding dolls with human skeletons oh, and wow. animal human hybrids. Oh, give up. What the hell is going this? This should be on a bloody watch list. It should be on a watch list, shouldn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? We need a knock on door. Well, I've seen some of these ones as well. They do do like little models. Oh, I never even started thinking yeah. about that. Super, super weird. Now, the people who make these these things, they, they turn around and argue, oh, well, it stops people doing you know, the untoward, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like with, with, with little ones. It it's, it's, it's like fantasising. Just egg, egging them on. It is, isn't it? Because eventually they'll think, right, I've had that a year or two, I want the real thing, yeah. and she's here. That's it, it's just all oh. like, you know, just absolutely bizarre. So it's like, you know... But many people who wouldn't normally even look, think of dolls as an option have turned their attention towards them. We've seen a huge increase in interest for couples as well. Perhaps they might be stuck at home looking at ways to keep sex interesting during lockdown and exploring safe ways to try threesomes. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? No. Yeah, I've got I've got a bit of fun for tonight, love. Uh, look, look, I've got in this uh, wardrobe. <laughs> Just walking out at you. <laughs> I'm you. Just in case you die. <laughs> you know, you're done. <laughs> Yeah, you introduce it. I just spent twenty grand on something to spice things up. You did what? Don't <laughs> go down on yourself. Yeah. Oh, you like you, you partner does that? Just you coming out like a spruced up version oh, of yourself yeah. with massive wang and stuff. I'll go get me back. Ergens liever dan baan, waar ik zo graag wil komen, daar waar geen leed kan bestaan. So putting, so putting things like skeletons into sex dolls, <laughs> it's, it's, we, we need to move away from that. Yes, please. It's not right. So how about putting um, human blood in your shoes? Human blood in your shoes. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Can't think of any reason at all. Well, Nike sues over Satan shoes with human <laughs> blood in them. <laughs> wow. And this is from BBC News, and it's Nike is suing Brooklyn Art Collective, MSCHF, otherwise known as Mischief, right, yeah. over a controversial pair of Satan shoes that contain a drop of real human blood in souls. The $1,018 trainers, which is 740 quid, T-U-R-I, which features an inverted cross, a pentagram, and the words Luke 1018, were made using modified Nike Air Max 97s. So they've basically taken a pair of legit Nikes and customised the shit out of them. 
Mischief released 666 pairs oh, of the shoes yeah. on Monday in collaboration with the rapper Lil Nas X, right? Is he one with jewel in his head? I can't remember now. Well, no, it was Little Uzi or something. Oh, it? yeah, that's it. Little Uzi verse or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. One of them. Oh, fucking. <laughs> You're little, are they? I know. <laughs> <laughs> stunted. Yeah. And, and, and how long do you think it took? They've got. So they've got 666 pairs of these, and they're a thousand pounds a pair. It'd be like six minutes, point sixty-six. Oh, <laughs> I bet it wouldn't no time. Less than a minute. Sold Jesus. out less than a minute, right? And Nike claimed trademark infringements. It has asked the court to stop Mischief from selling the shoes and prevent them from using its famous swoosh design mark, right? The tick, the swoosh. It's a swoosh. We call it a tick. Yeah, yeah. It's a bloody tick, really, isn't it, right? So they say, the sports shoe giant says in the lawsuit, Mischief and its unauthorised Satan shoes are likely to cause confusion and dilution and create an erroneous association between Mischief's products and Nike. Mm. Right? So Mischief dropped the black and red shoes on Monday, coinciding with the launch of Lil Nas X's latest song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, which debuted on YouTube last Friday. And the song sees the rapper who came out in 2019 right, right. celebrating his sexuality while rejecting society's attempts to shame him. In the heavily stylized video, he slides down a stripper pole from heaven to hell before dancing <laughs> provocatively with <laughs> Satan, then snapping his neck and stealing his horns. <laughs> <laughs> the imagery in the shoes both reference the Bible verse, Luke 10, 10 18, which says, so he told them, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Sweet. That's good, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> to steal us out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you much. So each shoe features a signature Nike Air bubble cushioning sole, right? Yeah. But it contains 60 cubic centimetres uh, of red ink and a single drop of blood. So it's instead of being air in there, it's yeah, fluid, yeah. right? Who's blood? It, it, well, it's donate, donated by members of the Mischief Art Collective. Oh. So they've just harvested from them. <laughs> right. And uh, Nike said it did not approve or authorise the customised Satan shoes. There is already evidence, they're saying, uh, of significant confusion and dilution occurring in the market, ma marketplace, right? And calls to boycott Nike because they made Satan shoes. And they're uh -huh. saying, no, we haven't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the lawsuit cites a tweet by popular shoe influencer at Saint from last Friday, which teased the upcoming release of the shoes and drummed up publicity over the weekend on social media in the media in the US. Do you want to have a look at the shoes? Oh, I'd love to see them. There we go. They're shite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I won't put them on at all. I don't mind the no. symbolism on it, but they're just oh, those kind of trainers. No, I, don't I don't know, know why they get so excited about them no, as I well. Don't I do like that it's come out, you know, I mean, that's brilliant, is that in yeah, the rap it's world, because it's just like such a stigma, aren't it? I know yeah, it's got it's better over years, but that's brilliant. You bit know, of a sausage fest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, yeah, that's you know. exactly, that's yeah. really cool. But some conservatives, including South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, and some religious followers took offence at the controversial design of the shoes, um, and they've criticised them on Twitter. They've had a go at them, they've had, yeah, had a pop. Why, it's your own choice, what the hell you do? I hate, you know, it's so like 1980s, isn't it? You know, like, ooh, yeah. about the devil and stuff. You just give up. Well, Joseph Rash of Tennessee, who paid $1,080 for the trainers, um, says he's worried the conflict means he will money will be lost. You know, he's, he's worried he won't get the trainers. Right. right. But he says, um, 
He says, I'm hoping to still receive them because I've paid for them. I wanted to support a black gay man who's attempting to show a different narrative in a majority Christian country that currently is dealing with a lot of issues with black people. So what better way to do that than to buy shoes that this person has collaborated with? That's sweet, I love I think it. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. So I think, I think that's pretty nice, is that? But again, I, I wouldn't be interested in a pair of Satan shoes, personally. No. I wouldn't be no. wearing these. I think it's a lot of fuss about nothing. Yeah. Um, but it'd be awful if you burst your little bubble in your trainers at any point, <laughs> wouldn't it? And that lot spills <laughs> You're out. Going across a white car, like, oh, shite. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Aunt Dorothy. <laughs> Your shoes are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, it's, it's not It's not for me and all that, you know. No. But I, I think I can see the art side of things. Yeah. I can see the yeah. art side of things, you know what I mean? That's, that's pretty fun, pretty yeah. cool, you know. But these rappers. Bonkers, aren't they? They are with money to, to spend on silly stuff like a yeah. $1 million pound jewel or 10 million he's well, $25 million. It's just for those trainers when they get like a hundred different pairs of trainers and not really wear them. It's just like yeah. obsessive, isn't it? It's weird. Really, I've seen that a lot where with some don't wear um, uh, a pair of trainers. It has to be a fresh pair of trainers every day. <gasps> oh. like, can you imagine the waste? Oh, what do no. they do with your other trainers when they go? What exactly. And you have to need to break them in a bit. I like my old smelly old trainers. You know, when they're about two year old, yeah. that's when they hit a sweet spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just like they, they become your feet shaped, don't they? Yeah, but yo, I know you're with your feet flipping it. Nah, like flat flippers, massive, <laughs> 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 big stupid dinner plates. And by the time they get to sort of two years in yours, anyway, they're ready to walk out the door on their own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a sweet spot. You need new shoes when they've left. <laughs> Is chaos. <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we've got the, the, the stuff we're, we're consuming more than ever because we're all in the doors and bars yeah. and buying things. But we can't get those things because the Suez Canal has been blocked. There's people sort of like shagging clones of themselves. We, with Satan shoes on. Yeah, with Satan yeah, shoes on. Shagging your dead wife with Satan shoes <laughs> <laughs> Rubber dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I'm glad to see that the government. Have got finger on the pulse. Mm. Know what's going on here. They've got the important things <laughs> nailed down. I like to hear that. So the government buildings are to fly the Union Jack continuously now under new rules. <sighs> exactly. So the flag is currently flown about twenty times a year and will act as a proud reminder of our history. The culture secretary says. I mean, this is a story. Risky is this? Yeah, oh, I know this. I mean, just thinking. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. In a time of sort of political political correctness, right? Yeah, yeah. And sort of that thing, which I'm, you know, I'm all for. Uh, you just think, oh, not right timing, is it? This one. No, Let's talk about slaves. Got <laughs> <laughs> gammon heads all fucking marching in front of Union Jack and talk oh, about no. slaves. <laughs> just think. Oh no! <laughs> You're in the middle of a minefield, you know, Boris. <laughs> That's it. So this is from Peter Walker, the, polit the political correspondent for the Guardian. Right. So the Union flag should be flown from all government UK government buildings every day, and councils will be urged to do the same from their premises. Ministers have announced in another apparent escalation of the ongoing flag-based culture war. What the frig is going on? Well, it's, 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 it says the flag is uh, currently raised on government buildings on only about 20 designated days a year, covering National Saints Days across the UK nation and a selection of royal occasions. 
primarily the birthdays of senior family members. But the Department for the Digital, Cultural, Media and Sport, however, released new guidance on Wednesday stating that the Union Jack should be flown every day, apart from when a single flagpole is otherwise occupied, whether by another UK flag or flags to mark particular events. Just give me a bloody headache, is this one? I'm really getting annoyed with it. <laughs> How much time have they got on the rounds? Yeah, exactly. All this shit's yeah. going down, they've got somebody... Yeah. Really putting the red in towards flags. Yeah, and it's going to make such a pissing difference to your day, innit? You know, when you go past it and see it and think, oh God, I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud. so proud. We've got flags. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that flag. I'm feeling very flaggy today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? The culture secretary, Oliver Dowden, said, The flag will act as a proud reminder of our history and the ties that bind us. The tie, the, our history and the ties that bind us. I think what they're trying to push is because it's the union, Jack. Yeah. They're trying to say it's the union of, of, of the, the, you know, like Scotland, uh, Northern Ireland. They all haters. We've met them haters. Yes, this is, this is exactly it. They all hate us and they want to leave. You know, so by us flying the flag in this sort of empty gesture, and we think, oh, God save the Queen, isn't this wonderful? Oh, you know, it's, it shows just how disjointed and out of touch. Yeah. That's the, the one, this man. Government, yeah. This government Even is, with yeah. Ari on TV and stuff, you know what I mean? The whole thing's crumbled, isn't it? And they're just oh, yeah. trying to pump it back up. Look, look, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Rule, Britannia. Yeah. Remember the Queen Mother? Remember? <laughs> Remember? Everybody loved that swan gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> In both ways. Petty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it says here, the increasing fondness, right? Oh no, the press release announcing the change stresses the more ubiquitous role of national flags in other countries, notably the US. But the timing of the move appears part of an ongoing government effort to associate itself with a more overt union-based nationalism. So they're trying, they're, they're trying that's just what we need now, isn't yeah, it? Nationalism. Yeah. Oh, mate. Peace in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so the increasing fondness of ministers to ensure that a union flag is part of their home or office backdrop for TV interviews turned into a mini row last week when the BBC Breakfast presenters Charlie State and Naga Bunchetti were chastised for gently teasing the community secretary, Robert Jenrick, about his carefully positioned flag. <laughs> So to coincide with the DCMS announcement, Jenrick has called on local authorities to routinely fly the Union Jack, saying people would rightly expect to see it on top of all civic buildings. They've already got like one flag flying from a pole. Mm. They're thinking of allowing dual flagging. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's something darker at work here. I don't get it. Well, I, I hate. I mean, I hate all this. I mean, the Tories have obviously been in power, and they're sort of like nationalistic and for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Per- That's my personal point of view, mm-hmm. uh, and also to actually push that agenda is absolutely foul. And but these times, th- these delicate times, it's a funny one to do. Well, the weird thing about it is, though, um, there was a, a, a leaked memo in amongst the Labour Party yeah. saying that Keir Starmer should actually focus on nationalism, flags, and stuff like this, the Union Jack. They're doing the same thing. So it isn't just the Tories, this. Yeah, this yeah. is everyone is trying to tap into what they're now seeing is some sort of like new sort of proto nationalism that we're kind of getting into. And it's almost like tapping into our racism. Or exactly. Not, that's it, what it feels really. like to me. It really does. It does. I mean, it's, I don't feel. Pr- I mean, yes, some people have voted Brexit and 
we all know it's not going to go well yeah. but it's like it, it's fair enough that's the, that's the vote that's what won that's going to go forward but it doesn't mean we should sort of like really put our shoulder to it and say yeah. do you know what we should do we need flags everywhere we need to march more we need it is, more it's that symbolism of it isn't it yeah. just a flag it's like a, the symbol is awful and it's such an empty hollow gesture it's uh. just sort of like yeah, life is much more complicated than sort of saying oh this flag is what we are and it ties us to our history our history is checkered yeah. and really ugly in a lot of places anywhere that's been associated with any form of empire yeah. uh, is intrinsically has committed awful atrocities it is in the hall isn't it it's proper atrocities yeah. that yeah. that flag kind of symbolises it's not just me having a little go here this is a historical fact it is yeah, you know? yeah. And that's what, what we've done in Africa you know like years and years ago yeah. and India India's oh much, much, more, much worse for us is India yeah. Africa's terrible but it's really down to the, uh, the Belgians oh, really they're, gonna they're <laughs> man, they're, oh man I didn't know that story is that is it Leopold the so yeah. oh my god yeah, yeah. The, uh, King <laughs> Leopold in Belgium was just <laughs> that is horrific Horrific yeah. shit. I, I don't think we'll cover it on this show. No, it's too dark, man. It's it too it dark, binds me it? up and all. It's yeah. just like crikey. Yeah, and it's, and it's I don't know if you've ever read the book Heart of Darkness. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what beautiful a beautiful book. book yeah, right? it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a stunning book, is that? Yeah, yeah it's, it just shows the sort of like the depth of lunacy yeah. that went on in those times. One of my favourite starts to a book at all is that I yeah. love the start of that it's, book. It's, it's just good, man. got a good feeling on yeah, it. Yeah, really. It's really good. But yeah, so it's that's that's the thing. It's like so Union Jacks, but as you can see here at Kraken Cove, on the top yeah. of the lighthouse, no flag flying exactly. there. Exactly. I'll, I'll hang a fucking bulldog. <laughs> 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 wow! Get all them caminades. Jesus. Hang a bulldog and buy a poodle. That's what we're like. Yeah, big French we're poodle. Not exonerate. We're not sort of condoning any kind of dog murder. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to be giddy there, sorry. I love bulldogs. <laughs> Talk a flag, it really gets your bile up, doesn't it? Me, me, don't feel that, oh, I'm gonna have to go for a swim later on, man. <laughs> I need to cool me down. Well, I think we need to be a little bit careful if we get too much sort of like, oh, yeah. It's because did you know that humans have a toolkit to produce venom? Oh, so wow. we have the potential to be venomous, <laughs> and it's not just sort of venomous, sort of like nationalism, yeah, it's yeah. actually physically venomous. Wow. So, a new study has revealed that humans have the capability of producing venom. In fact, they already produce a key protein used in many venom systems. Right. Right. And this is from the India Today oh. newspaper. Right. A new study has revealed that humans, along with all other mammals and reptiles, have the capability of producing venom. The study published on Monday, the March the 29th, in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, says humans apparently have a toolkit to produce the substance. Crazy. It's said that calicreens, a kind of protein that digests other proteins, are secreted in saliva and are a key part of many venoms. They are, natural, they are a natural starting point for the theoretically venomous humans. Wow. So a study author said that calicreens are very stable proteins. Thus, it is easy to get beneficial mutations of calicreens that make venom more painful and more deadly. One effect of calicreens is a precipitous drop in blood pressure, right? Yeah. So basically what that would mean is that you'd sort of like, 
if, if I was a ve this venom were actually activated, yeah. I could bite you. My saliva would get in your system, your ticker would stop. Wow. Fucking bite me. Not big ones. I've been bitten by a human. Have you? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a long story, what going on? Male or female? Male. Yeah. Wow, we in a bit of, Yeah, in a brawl, he had to knock his head against the wall and get him up my arm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow! <laughs> hey up, Lowy. I hope you're alright, pal. <laughs> Those four-year-olds can be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, venom mostly evolves either as a method of defence or as a way of subduing prey, a researcher said. The evolution also depends on how the animal lives. Brian Fry, a biochemist and venom expert from the University of Queensland in Australia, who was not involved in the research, told Life Science there were some desert snakes that had different venom despite being the same species because of the region they lived in. Well, I'm adapting to it. So vampire bats have toxic saliva that prevents blood clots. Ah, right. Yeah. That bit, doesn't it numb it as well? Well, the animal doesn't know it's on it that's or something. That's right, yeah. yeah. That, that's it. So they use chemical weapons to feed from wounds more effectively. Right. And meanwhile, platypuses have a venomous <laughs> spur on their hind legs. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, it ain't cute, is it really? No, really? But it, the duck build a variety, or just the platypus? Yeah, no, yeah. duck build platypus. Yeah, they, they are, are cuties. Yeah, they're right. super, super cuties. <laughs> um, but they are, uh, they can, they can, I don't know how how deadly their venom is, but you say this little little cowboy spur, spur yeah. <laughs> little cowboy spur that can just jab you with it, <laughs> jingling, jangling. Yeah, so that I mean, obviously being a venom, it might it just stops your heart or gives you bad, bad, some nasty side effects yeah. or something, you know. But um, things with platypuses—they are so weird. They are, yeah. they are, they are, they are like a category all of their own. Wow. They don't have nipples, <laughs> but they just seep milk out through just through the skin. Oh, he's licked the he's skin. Just gonna, like, 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 just have to lick it. <laughs> 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 but that's cute watching it, though. It's like, oh, look at that little one. Yeah. Little platypuses must be cute. Yeah, it? I bet little baby ones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so they're saying that humans, too, have invented tools, weapons, and social structures that do most of these jobs without the need for venomous fangs. Yeah, yeah. But it might be in a case that if we hadn't had the sort of wherewithal to develop these skills, it might be in a case that we developed, we could have. Need, or needed to develop venom if we wanted yeah. to, but we could have done. So Fry said that this new study might not raise many hopes regarding superpowers for humans, but it would help to understand the genetics behind the control of venom that could be a key in medicine. Yeah, yeah, because they do a lot of medicine out of like um, snake venom, don't they? Some bizarre reason. Well, they do, but they, and I think what, what what's happening here is, you know, it sounds it sounds really weird. Think, oh my God, venomous humans! Yeah. But I think what might have been the case is we all perhaps had a common ancestor back in the day that was venomous, yeah, yeah. needed to be venomous, and it's kind of one of these sort of like dormant parts of us that we either need or don't need, you know. Because I got like the, the lizard part of his brain, you know, that real dark bit that's yeah, there but, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but I still kind of think what do we evolve from lizards <laughs> I don't really get that part of well, it I don't know I don't know because uh, with us we don't really call it they call it like the rat brain with us we've, ah, uh, right. we, we've really evolved we have we, we will have been <laughs> some rat <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, we've we've evolved all from well just about all mammals have evolved from common species which mm. was just this little four-legged furry lad that survived the um, the, the, the 
sort of meteorite here, yeah. you know, one of these little scuttling things that, and we just evolved in different directions really, that's yeah. all it was, you know, and it's so like, somewhere in there, <coughs> there's a little venomous, yeah. that's it, there's, there's just, and it, that'll have been probably like, like I say, some sort of shrew type of thing, that yeah. might have been sort of quite venomous, because I think, I believe some shrews are venomous, <laughs> so you know what I mean, <laughs> they're not going to take you down though, are they, a little shrew, no, no, but it's what they eat, so they can create venom, so they take out a really big beetle or something, ah, like that, yeah, that's yeah, the sort of way yeah. it works, that's like the Komodo dragon, that's a nasty way to go. Imagine getting bitten one of them, you just tell them, oh, it got me like, oh yeah. shit, I've got to get away from it. Well, they did until very recently, they thought that what was happening with the Komodo dragon, it was just basically, it was so toxic with filth and dirt, yeah. that's what was it, it was uh, waiting for yeah. you to sort of like die of gangrene, or, yeah. you know what I mean? But as it turns out, it isn't, they are venomous, uh, uh, and that's what's kicking in and sort of like, and you know, like I say, if you sort of watch them hunting a the cow, Mm-hmm. And bite the cow and they just kind of slope around after it sort of following it and following it so eventually it kind of collapses um, but the Komodo dragon is just one of the most anti-social creatures on the planet oh. it doesn't even like other Komodo dragons in any way even mating it doesn't really want to be bothered with it wow. it just gets a sudden urge he has to go mate goes to find the male finds the female basically chins the female mm-hmm. you know what I mean she chins him back there's a very brutal mating Oof. In the meantime, then another Komodo dragon might come along and kill one or other of them <laughs> if you wanted to. You know, what I mean? yeah. They're totally um, cannibalistic as well. Wow. So the chances to eat another Komodo dragon just will not look it up. Yeah. But that's that's one of the reasons I think they get so big. Yeah. It's because they have to get big enough not to get killed by another thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like almost like an arms race of size, you know. Okay. Uh, and the only time people say, "Oh yeah, you, you see like a pack of Komodo dragons going after this thing." And it's only coincidence to think, oh, there's a meal. I'll go after that as well. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's you know they're not working together in any way. They bet they stink. Oh, yeah, they do the stink to yeah, high You just know it, don't you? Right? Yeah. Hot sun, smell its belly. Oh. <laughs> Hot sun, smell its belly. What's it for you, though, to be fair? <laughs> <laughs> right shrimpy smell of it. <laughs> Tits, it smells like onions. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was natural. <laughs> that time out oh kid. already oh that's <laughs> by aren't yeah, no. <laughs> my head's like scrambled eggs today wow <laughs> jeez he's, he's been down a few sort of dark strange we have this time, really it? have quite unusual traumatised this week from that I think it's what it is it's, it's living on nothing but sort of beach pickles yeah and, um, yeah. and seaweed beer, white, yeah. seaweed beer and stuff like yeah. that and watching bloody Pete he still haven't moved smashing around like a big fool <laughs> 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 that sort of light led us down a few dark alleys but what we need now we need something sort of lighten us up don't mm, we? that'd be Some nice a bit heartwarming story for the end right and this is about a four year old sends an adorable love letter to a girl at school Oh, right and this is from Christopher Hooton for The Independent and he says every idea for a date you've ever come up with probably falls short of four year old Bennett who invited a girl over to show her a magic trick and battle robots, right? (laughs) His letter was posted by his mum on Reddit and has been widely shared since. And it reads, Bailey, will you please come to my house? Let's play together. I think you are pretty like a horse or a ladybug. 
<laughs> I'm not sure which. <laughs> <laughs> you should come to my house and eat cheeses with me. <laughs> it sounds it. I love you, and I lost a tooth last night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like to do a magic trick for you, and then let you watch me battle robots. <laughs> love. From Bennett. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Eat cheeses. Yeah, eat cheeses. What kind of cheeses has he got? A little plate, a little board. Like good, good afternoon. It does not. What magic trick? What? He's wonderfully. <laughs> no, no, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only four, bless him. <laughs> yeah. His wonderfully direct and honest approach was entirely his own, with his mum Jennifer telling BuzzFeed she merely transcribed his message word for word. I asked him who he wanted to send a letter to, and he stated, Bailey, of course. So he sat down next to me on the couch and dictated the letter, and I typed word for word what he said. He talks constantly about her, and how much he loves her yellow hair. Aww. He will be having his fifth birthday party in a few weeks, and the theme is knights and princesses, and he's over the moon knowing that Bailey will be dressed as a princess. <laughs> so cute. Bennett apparently loves Bailey even more than he loves cheeses <laughs> and might be coming on a little strong. Of course, Bailey's a bit awkward at just four years old and really doesn't know what to think of Bennett, Jennifer added. <laughs> Honestly, I think he overwhelms her a bit. Oh. He's just a bit keen, his oh, old Bennett. You know? I don't know, I'll back off a bit and play it cool, Bennett. Yeah. So Jennifer said the positive reaction to the letters cheered her up as Bennett heads into his next chemotherapy session. Oh, what? Don't break me out. What are you doing? <laughs> I have to say that the attention the letter has received has put a smile on my face. As Bennett was a very sick kid, she explained. He was diagnosed with cancer at six months old and actually goes up for one of his last cancer checks in Portland, Oregon. Oh, very cool. soon. I'm always very nervous about these checks. And this has been a nice distraction. Oh, I love you, Bennett. Get well, dude. Oh, the little wow. night. We have to follow up. We have to find out what oh, happened please, with Bennett. Man. You know what I mean? Oh, bless him. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's so robots, sweet. Cheeses. cheeses. Magic chicks. I love a magic chick. Like a ladybug or a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little that sweet. Man. Be, I think we should all be a bit more honest and open like Bennett. Yeah, exactly. We? You know, that's yeah. what we need. We need to get our priorities straight. You know? <laughs> it's not all sex asses, is it? Exactly. <laughs> Chill out a bit. Yeah. Have some cheesies. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do now. Mm. Why don't we have a nice bit of seaweed beer and some? Oh, we don't got any cheesies. Oh, freaking hell! Oh no. Well, unless we start like if we think about it as well, like we said before, checking stuff out. Maybe we can find something on. Oh, I know about the seals. How about we go mm. milk a seal and make our own cheese? Yeah, yeah, I'll hold it. You milk it. <laughs> but you said that to all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> it has worked before. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that nasty note, mm. let's, it's time for us to go. So it's a very big bye from Matt. That is a big bye bye from Benny. See, See you guys. <laughs> there are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!